It's December 2016. This is episode one of Martyr Movie Reviews. Each month we take an in-depth look at a horror movie and give you our take on it. This month we are looking at Hush, the 2016 thriller directed by Mike Flanagan and starring Kate Siegel and John Gallagher Jr. The way this episode is going to work is I'm going to give you a quick summary of the movie with spoilers and we'll get into our review. With that, here's our spoiler summary of the movie, Hush. You've been warned. Maddie, played by Kate, is a deaf and mute novelist who is in the middle of finishing her second book. She lives alone in the forest, like all deaf novelists do, of course. As she sits down to write, we hear her internal monologue, which she hears as the voice of her mother, since she was deaf as a child. The voice is coaching her through different endings for the book. Her voice even says at one point that she can't kill off her main character, because the audience wouldn't like that, which is a little foreshadowing for the end of the movie. As Maddie is cleaning up her kitchen for the night, her friend and neighbor, Sarah, runs to the door, screaming and banging on the window, desperately trying to get her attention. Maddie doesn't notice her, even as she is shot in the back with an arrow from a crossbow and stabbed repeatedly by a masked man. Once the man realizes that Maddie cannot hear him, he enters her house and takes her phone. As Maddie sits back down on her couch with her laptop, she starts getting messages from herself with pictures of her from outside of her house. She frantically runs around and locks all of her doors, and she grabs her laptop to call 911, but the man cuts her power before she's able to make the call. As the night progresses, she makes several attempts to escape the house, first to get a phone, which fails, but she puts a hammer through his arm. The second, to escape on foot, which also fails. The third time, she tries to escape from the roof, which gets her an arrow in the leg, but she manages to get his crossbow. By this point, Sarah's boyfriend shows up, but is killed before he can make a move on the man. This gets Maddie some time to prepare the crossbow and shoot him in the shoulder. As she is running back inside, he breaks her arm and mangles her hand, but she manages to lock him out again. As he starts to break through the glass door, she writes a note to her loved ones on her laptop, giving his description and telling them she died fighting. She then locks herself in the bathroom, knife in hand, waiting for him to break through the door. She passes out for a minute because of the blood loss, but wakes up still ready to fight. We see, though, that the man has gotten into her bathroom and is in the bathtub behind her. As he prepares to stab her, she feels his breath on her neck and dodges the knife and stabs him in the leg. She escapes to the kitchen, and he comes in after her. She sprays him in the eyes with wasp killer. Then she sets off her fire alarm, which is extra loud and bright since she is deaf. As they struggle, she stabs him in the neck with a corkscrew and kills him. She finds her phone and dials 911. She sits on her porch, relieved, as the sun rises and police come to help her. Hush, original score by the Newton Brothers. Okay, so overall for the film, the score is mostly electronic, uh, pretty lacking as far as, uh, you know, any significant harmonic and melodic content. Uh, It's mostly... Uh, sort of sound designs and uh, kind of pad tones that drone and and come in and out as as scenes pass. So the exposition of the film is pretty characteristic. Um, the use of silence is pretty intense, and and while silence is not an uncommonly used tool in the genre, uh, the amount of complete silence is pretty unique and gives the f- gives the film its own. Uh, tone which which fits nice it's very suspenseful and unsettling so before there's any music at all in the film um there's a lot of interesting sound design that uh 
lets the viewer know that the protagonist, Maddie, is deaf, but um, without actually going out and saying so or having any dialogue. We, we hear sounds from her household fade in and out as the viewpoints shift away from her and towards what she can see. Uh, the first transitional music that appears, while simplistic in nature, is uh, pretty indicative of, of sort of the colors and tones of, of the film. Very kind of natural minor pads of kind of electronic bells that move as, as the scenes transition. The exposition has a lot of very greenish-blue kind of over-exaggerated uh, color grading. It really sells the sort of dark and ominous feel of, of what's to come, even though nothing out of the ordinary is necessarily happening at this point in the film. Now, when the film really gets into the swing of, of this plot that, uh, that uh, this intruder is, you know, attacking this deaf um, protagonist, uh, the, the music gets pretty standard for this kind of, you know, low $1 million budget kind of film. Um, not a lot of acoustic instruments, nothing, uh, which I, I think would have added a lot of humanity into the score, even even if, you, you know, the composers can't afford a full orchestra, you know, layering some acoustic instruments with the electric sounds, I think, because of how natural and how... Uh, realistic the whole plot in uh, in in the film is i think that would have added a lot um of kind of the human level to uh, the music itself um mostly drones and and little fleeting uh melodic patterns there is somewhat of a motivic theme of this bell line that appears with maddie uh, the protagonist and there's actually a, a pretty nice uh, drone movement um, of a sort of low bassy almost celloish kind of string sound um, that we associate with uh, the intruder overall the music is used pretty maturely uh, a little bit minimal um, which I think is honestly nice for for this sort of minimalistic film in in most you know regards. Now I will be giving you our overall thoughts of the movie and its cast for this final part of the episode. First off, let's take a look at the cast. Let me begin by saying that Kate Segal's performance as Maddie, a deaf mute, was very impressive and truly made me believe that she herself had lived this life before. She did a superb job. Our antagonist, played by John Gallagher Jr., also gives a performance to match. He plays crazy but calculated in a manner that could make even the most level-headed of viewers think twice about this character. The other three supporting characters, Sarah, Max, and John, in order of appearance, all play a smaller role and are more or less just used as exposition, as two of the three characters are killed, and the third isn't heard from except for once in the beginning of the movie. The only thing I wish that our antagonist would have done differently to sell his psycho serial killer better was to either keep his mask on for the entire film or to have not worn a mask at all. I felt as though because he was wearing a mask that he would have had some deeper connection to Maddie. But overall, the casting choice was great for this movie. I loved having a strong female leader who would appear to be at an obvious disadvantage, but uses her other senses and her wit to outlast and kill her attacker. The premise of this film also makes the conflict much more believable. 
Maddie lives in a home in the forest, which is a parallel to her life and how she feels isolated due to her disabilities. And so, when the man targets Maddie, she is truly living in terror, and so is the viewing audience. The movie only has about 15 minutes of dialogue, and so all of the other sound, or lack of sound, must be the driving force of this movie. All things considered, this movie was a beautifully made movie considering the budget allotted for the film. The casting and cinematography was excellent, and I would give this film 4 out of 5 stars.